Well, Psalm 119 will continue through uh, this chapter. We're in verses 89 uh, through 96 this morning. It's the 12th section or stanza here. Uh, Lamed. I'm excited all. Sometimes you need some things. I think we've talked about that recently, but uh, this passage was timely for me. It really was this week, and so it was a blessing. Uh, God's Word was good to me, uh, as it always is, but I really needed this this week. Um, You ever felt like quitting? So this was good for me this week, and so praise the Lord for His faithfulness. But verse 89, we'll read down through 96. And pray, and then we'll look at these things. Uh, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. They continue this day according to thine ordinances. For all are thy servants. Unless thy law had been my delights, I should have perished in mine affliction. I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. I am thine, save me, for I have sought thy precepts. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider thy testimonies. I have seen an end of all thy perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. Father, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for the weather, and Lord, we just pray, Lord, that you would meet with us this morning. We pray that you would ask, and ask that you would fill this place with the Spirit of God, be with each Sunday school teacher. And Lord, that you would use your word in a mighty way. Pray, Lord, that you bless this lesson this morning. You'd be glorified in all that's said. And that you would draw us near to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I mentioned we're in the 12th stanza here. And we're going to talk about the settled word. And I think I mentioned that before, but that's a comfort. Uh, When you think about uh, the day that we live in today and, and really throughout history... Um, America's young, uh, you know, and, and all the turmoil that's faced our, our world, if you will, uh, it's good to know that there's something that's settled. It's firm. Uh, we can put our trust and our faith in it and be confident that it's not going to change, uh, regardless of those circumstances around us. And, and it withstands, and, and Strong says that word settled there is established. Uh, it's a pillar uh, to be reared up, set up, set over, to make stand. Uh, it is standing, if you will, but it also said this. It said the best state. I thought that was appropriate for the Word of God. It's complete. It's perfect. It's everything that it needs to be uh, because God's made it what it is, and it's settled, it's established, and, and uh, it's permanent. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And uh, <clears throat> why is it settled? And... Uh, uh, Listen, this might seem simple, but it's settled uh, because God says it's settled. Um, uh, I, I, I know that sounds simple, and, and, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll look at a few things that will help you in your confidence this morning a little bit. But, but listen, God is omniscient. Um, and He knows everything, every fact, every detail. Uh, listen, His Word doesn't need to be updated. It's not like the encyclopedia or the dictionary. Uh, I, they keep changing the dictionary. When I think I understand the language. And uh, I work with folks that are young and, and hip. I don't know what you would call them. Uh, 
But I have to ask them to tell me what they mean. Sometimes they use these terms. I have no idea what they mean. And uh, I have to admit, a lot of the times I could care less what they mean. They're, they're you know, pretty vain. But, but listen, God's word is settled. Um, it's impossible for God not to know something. And, and to understand that the, the God that gave us his word... Uh, doesn't change. He understands everything. He understood it before we were born, before we existed. And, and he foresaw everything that's going to come to pass. And so everything that we have in his word is all that we need. Because he knew what was going to take place. And, and Acts 15, 18 says this, Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. Uh, God knew what was going to take place. And so when he gives us the word, it's complete. Uh, it's the best state, if you will. Um, <clears throat> it's settled because God said it's settled. He's the creator. Uh, when is it settled? In heaven. Amen. Far beyond the reach of man. Um, regardless of how clever uh, that men tries or, or whatever they might do to try to change the word of God, it's settled in heaven. They can't mess with it. They've tried. And uh, Matthew 24, verse 35 says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. And I'm telling you this morning, it's a comfort to know that God's word doesn't change. It stands the test of time. And uh, many of you are probably familiar with this. Um, I've heard it before, but I wasn't sure. And I actually came across an article from Dr. Daniel Merritt. Um, he did a, an article on Voltaire, the French philosopher. And um, this article was, was uh, I thought it was pretty good. It was well constructed and, and it supported this idea. But Voltaire is the one that said, quote, but when I read this article, um, a lot of people I've heard from the pulpit quote Voltaire, but this individual that did this research said, I don't think we can really quote the specific words that were said, but it was nonetheless to this end. 100 years from my day, there will not be a Bible on earth except one that is looked upon by the antiquarian curiosity seeker. So that's what Voltaire says, right? And, and um, it, it's going to go away, right? It, 100 years from now, and I think I've heard it said 50 years from now, and, and there's different things. The, the bottom line is, if you go look at Voltaire's writings, he was opposed to the Word of God. I, I mean, he, he said some unspeakable things, really, about God's Word and, and those things. And then they would say, well... Within that hundred years, his, his home was used as a repository for the Bible, for the Word of God, and his press was used to, to, to print the Word of God, and that's true. And it is well documented that this man's home and his press that he used to oppose the Word of God, really for his entire life, was used as a repository and to print the Word of God. It's well documented. Um, and, and so there are those that would... would Fight against God's word. But listen, I'm telling you this morning, it's settled. Listen, Voltaire can have denied it all he wants. You this morning can deny the word of God all that you want. But I'm telling you, based on the authority of God himself, it's settled. Amen. And it's not going to change. Because God doesn't change. Uh, and, and what a, what a common, and listen this morning, and we're talking about a psalm here, and, and you, this is written by a man, I understand they're inspired by the word of, or inspired by God himself, but this is a man that's experiencing some things. 
And I'm telling you this morning, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, you need to come to Him today. But for the Christian this morning, uh, you need to start walking with God and, and get in God's Word. I, how many verses, and, and we'll look at here in the last stanza, he mentions it at least four times. He mentions it several times in today's stanza. But the psalmist continually goes back to, I'm going to trust in your word. I'm going to hold faithful to your precepts. I'm going to trust in the word of God time and time again. Listen, he's experiencing life and the frustrations and the disappointments and the challenges and the trials. And he constantly says, I can find hope knowing that the word of God is settled. Regardless of the trials that I'm facing. Last week, we talked about him being like those bottles that were dried and, and, and he just felt useless, so to speak. And he was so disappointed and upset. But what did he do? He turned to the word of God once again. He asked God to quicken him. And we'll see in this, this stanza this morning, he says and he experiences that God does quicken him. Uh, I believe it's because he was faithful to the word of God. And, and listen, it's settled in heaven. We're not going to change it. Uh, we see the permanence of God's word in creation. Thy faithfulness, verse 90, is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth and it abideth. Does anybody here want to deny that? You're walking on it, right? Uh, the earth is here. It's abiding. It's continuing. Uh, it abideth. The earth is here and sustained by God. God said, and there it was. Let there be light. Boom, it was there. God spoke the world into existence. And we can see the evidence of God's word in creation. It cries out. And, and uh, <clears throat> all of the so-called natural, if you will, laws uh, of God do not change. Why? God has established his word. I believe we're going to have seasons until the Lord takes, it out, takes us out of here. Talk about global warming. I think the earth is changing. There, I believe there's cycles. I'm not a, a scientist in that, in that regard. But, um, I mean, if... There was an ice age, if they want to say that. Their own argument discredits them. It's just ridiculous when you think about it. But, um, <clears throat> but listen, uh, God's laws are abiding today. We see it in nature, in His creation. Uh, it's settled. Uh, verse 91, it, it, when is it settled? They continue this day according to thine ordinances. For all of thy servants. Uh, <laughs> From the time that it was given until the very moment right now, they're here. Yes. The Word of God. Yes. Uh, and listen, the Word of God is appropriate for all time. Uh, people speak of the providence and the laws of nature, but the Bible speaks of God. Uh, oftentimes they use those terms and, as some type of attempt to avoid acknowledging God as the Creator. Uh, but really, no part of God's Word has changed from the time that God first spoke things into existence until this morning right now. It hasn't changed. Uh, it's settled this morning. Uh, oh, I just find so much confidence in that. That was a help to me this week. Uh, to know that regardless of how I feel, uh, it's not about how I feel. I can turn to the eternal word of God that stands and find comfort in in peace and in really the encouragement and the strength that I need. Uh, God's word, uh, there's a protection of God's word. Look at verse 92. Unless thy law had been my delights, I should then have perished in mine affliction. 
unless thy law had been my delights, he would have perished. When those afflictions came, when those trials were were there, he turns to the word of God. And and if it wasn't for the word of God, he would have perished. Discouragement or whatever the case may be. Here we have the psalmist's personal word of testimony. And that's what I was alluding to earlier. I hope you've experienced the word of God. Uh, As a born again child of God, you ought to be experiencing his word. As the psalmist said that, that listen, but for the word of God, I, I, I would have perished in my affliction. Uh, the word of God gave him something that he could hold on to when everything else was falling apart. Uh, it, you know, uh, it was a rock, an anchor, if you will, uh, to hold him steady. Uh, listen, if we're not careful, we'll allow our emotions to roll. Uh, listen, uh, our emotions will want us to quit. Our emotions will want us to uh, do things uh, in the wrong timing. Uh, But listen, if we have the the firm, settled word of God to stand next to, it can anchor us and keep us steady. Last week we saw the psalmist going through a lot. He, he, look at in uh, last week, if you look at verse uh, 83, For I am become like a bottle in the smoke, yet do I not forget thy statutes. Uh, that bottle of smoke, we kind of talked about that a little bit, and just being dried up and, and being discouraged, if you will. And, and he's going through hard times. He's going through affliction. And in this week's passage, you said that he would have perished if it wasn't for the Word of God. But four times last week, we see the psalmist turning to the Word of God. Look at verse 81. My soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. Look at verse 83. For I am become like a bottle in the smoke, yet do I not forget thy statutes. Look down to verse 87. They had almost consumed me upon the earth, but I forsook not thy precepts. In verse 88. Quicken me after thy loving kindness, so shall I keep the testimony of thy mouth. Regardless of what's taken place in the psalmist's life, he's turning to the Word of God to find support and protection and comfort and peace. Uh, I hope you've experienced that this morning. Sometimes the battle is more mental than it is physical. I found that to be very true for me this week. We are in a spiritual warfare. It's a spiritual warfare, and we need God's Word for protection, for guidance, for wisdom. 2 Corinthians 10.3 says this, "Though, Though we walk in the flesh... We do not war after the flesh. The things that we're facing are supernatural, and and it only stands to reason that we need a supernatural word to help us in this battle, to help us in this warfare. Uh, God's word is such a source of, listen, it will keep you from sin. Uh, If you get into it and you apply it to your life, and I know you guys have heard all the little terms about that. Sin will keep you from this book, or this book will keep you from sin. And it's so true, though. Uh, it can protect, listen, it can protect us from heartache and troubles. Listen, if we live our lives according to the Word of God and its guiding principles, we will be protected from a lot of heartache that the world faces. 
and we can use example after example. You can talk about, a lot of times people talk about youth, right? Uh, establish your, your life around the Word of God and you'll be good when it's time to find a, a spouse. And, and, the, and those things are all true. But listen, it's true for those people that, that maybe have messed up in the past. And maybe you made some of the mistakes uh, that the Word of God cautions us against uh, making. And, and, but listen, I'm telling you this morning, if you turn to the Word of God today, God can help you overcome those failures, and He can put you on the right path to success, if you will. And it can protect you from a lot of difficulties ahead, regardless of what your past has been. Regardless of what your past has been. And listen, we need it. Listen, it's a spiritual war out here. It's not about just gussying ourselves up and, and coming in on Sunday morning and, and uh, impressing the rest of the folks in the auditorium. Listen, the Christian life is every day, 24-7, 365. And listen, it drags sometimes. It's difficult. It, it'll pull you down if you're not careful. And we, we, we got to know that we can turn somewhere for something that is settled and firm that can guide and protect us along our way. Uh, listen, if without that, I don't know where we'd be. Uh, verses 93 and 94, if you want to look at those. I am thine, save me, for I have sought thy precepts. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider thy testimonies. All the time he just goes back to the word of God. and Listen, the word of God has power. It will bring life. Uh, spiritual life comes from the word. And so does the spiritual substance, or sustenance comes uh, or for that life from the word. Remember Peter's response when Jesus had asked the disciples if they were going to turn away also? Remember that Jesus was teaching some things and the, and the Bible tells us that they were hard to hear things. Hard to understand. Hard to digest, if you will. In John chapter 6 and verse 66 through 68, this is what the word of God says. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. I felt like that this week. I just want to quit. I'm being honest with you this morning. But this passage is so true. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will you go away? Will ye also go away? Turn to the disciple. Are you going to go away too? Look at what Peter says. Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of life. When I, I got a little pity party this week and got a little frustrated, discouraged, what have you, and I was like, ah, I just want to quit. I don't feel like this. And in my mind, I could, where would I go? There's nothing to turn to like the settled word of God and, and the life that he gives through his son Christ. Uh, listen, it can bring deliverance. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider thy testimonies. Uh, last week we saw the prayer of the psalmist. He said, Lord, help thou me. Uh, this week we see an even further abbreviated prayer. Save me. Up there in, in uh, <clears throat> verse 94, I believe it is, it says, I am thine, save me. The wicked were waiting to destroy him, but the word of God kept him. God's word has power. It has a, a power to give life, a power to bring deliverance. Uh, listen, I don't know what you're facing this morning. 
Turn to the Word of God. The psalmist over and over turned to the Word of God. I have this going on in my life, but I'll trust your precepts. I have this going on in my life, but I'm not going to depart from anything out of your mouth. He just continually turned to the Word of God. But I will consider thy testimonies, he said. Uh, <clears throat> God's Word is perfect. I've seen an end of all perfection. Verse 96, we're moving quickly this morning. We're going to get done early. I've seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. Uh, it's a matter of perspective. We mentioned that uh, before. It says, we have seen uh, this principle before about the being the, a matter of perspective. The average person views the Bible as a very narrow book with very narrow teachings. But it really could be nothing further from the truth. It covers all matters. Uh, interesting thought. Uh, it's not narrow. And yes, there is one way to. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Uh, when you think of it from that sense. But the word of God is very broad. It says, thy commandment is exceeding broad. Uh, Broad-minded human philosophies and religions have brought us evolution, humanisms, or humanism, and uh, such things like abortion. Right? Broaden your mind, and, and uh, today they call it getting woke, I think is, is the term they're going about with it, but um, they really need to wake up, scripturally speaking, if you look at what the Word of God talks about there. But uh, a world without God can offer no hope beyond the grave, no comfort for the weak, for the sick, the dying, or the lost. That's what the world has to offer. No comfort for any of those things. The world where people have uh, such a, I mean, just a hypocritical view of life that they grieve over the tragedy of a mass shooting and wink at the millions of aborted babies each year. Uh, that's what their broad humanistic thinking will give us. Uh, but God's word is broad. It gives us the true account of the origin of the universe. We find truth there. It gives us an understanding of why we are here and what our purpose is. It's a very broad book. It gives us the plan of salvation and reveals to us the heart of God. It gives us comfort for the suffering and, and hope for the lost. All those things that, that in humanism or in, in, in our uh, fallen state we seek after, the, the Word of God answers all of those. It provides a, a solution to all of those. And, and uh, this, uh, based on verse uh, 96, Barnes notes on the Bible, I, I, I'm going to read this to you. It's not, too, it's not really long at all, but um, I thought this was a good note talking about, I have seen all the end of perfection, but that commandment is exceeding broad. It says this, the idea is that the law of God, as he now saw it, was such a nature, was so broad as to demonstrate that there could be no just claim to perfection among people. All claims to perfection had arisen from the fact that the law was not properly understood, that its true nature was not seen. People thought they were perfect, but it was because they had, not ju they had no just view of the extent and the spirituality of the law of God. They set up an imperfect standard. And they would, when they became conformed to that standard, as they might do, they imagined themselves to be perfect. 
but when in their conduct, but when their conduct was compared with a higher standard, a higher and more just standard, the law of God, it could not but be seen that they were imperfect people. The law had claims which they had not met and never would meet in this life. It was very easy to flatter ourselves that we are perfect if we make our own standards of character. It is not possible for a man to set up a claim to perfection if he measures himself by the standard of God's word. And all the claims of people to perfection are made simply because they do not properly understand what the law of God requires. But for the righteousness of Christ, we have no hope. The law of God. We cannot stand against the law of God. And listen, this morning, God's word is permanent. Uh, It offers us protection. We find power in the word of God, and it is perfect and complete. And this morning, I'm going to leave you with a poem by John Clifford. It's entitled, The Anvil of God's Word. Last eve, I passed beside a blacksmith's door and heard heard the anvil sing the vesper chime. Then looking in, I saw upon the floor hammers worn with blasting years of time. How many anvils have you had, said I, to wear and batter all these hammers so? Just one, said he. And then with twinkling eye, the anvil wears the hammers out, you know. And so I thought the anvil of God's word for ages, skeptic, Blows have beaten upon, yet though the noise of fall, or falling blows was heard, the anvil is unharmed, the hammer's gone. Listen this morning, I'm telling you, the word of God is settled. Whether we agree with it or not, whether we like it or not, it's settled. And that's a great comfort to me. To know that I serve a God that has a settled word that will never fail and never let me down and will always lead me in the right direction that I ought to go. Father, we do thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for your word. And Lord, how sweet this was for me this week. Thank you for ministering to me through your word. And I pray, Lord, that you would just continue to do so even with these people here this morning, Lord, that you would just strengthen them. Lord, I pray that each one of us would be faithful to be in the Word of God. And Father, we pray, Lord, for our church. Lord, as we look ahead to the 11 o'clock hour, we ask, Lord, for your blessing. Lord, there are many folks that have made the effort to be here, and we just pray that you meet with us. Fill this place with your Spirit, Lord. Bless the preaching of the Word of God. Pray, Lord, that you'd have your will and way in each heart. Lord, save the lost. Strengthen believers. We thank you for all that you're about to do. In Jesus' name, amen.